Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Deuteronomy chapter 9. Hear, Israel, you are now about to cross the Jordan and to go in and dispossess nations greater and stronger than you are, with large cities that have walls up to the sky. The people are strong and tall, Anakites. You know about them and have heard it said, who can stand up against the Anakites? But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you like a devouring fire. He will destroy them and he will subdue them before you. And you will drive them out and annihilate them quickly as the Lord has promised you. After the Lord your God has driven them out from before you, do not say to yourself, The Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of my righteousness. No, it's on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord is going to drive them out from before you. It is not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you are going in to take possession of their land. But on account of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out from before you to accomplish what he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Understand then that it is not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land to possess, for you are a stiff-necked people. Remember this day and never forget how you aroused the anger of the Lord your God in the wilderness. From the day you left Egypt until you arrived here, you have been rebellious against the Lord. At Horeb, you aroused the Lord's wrath so that he was angry enough to destroy you. When I went up on the mountain to receive the tablets of stone, the tablets of the covenant that the Lord had made with you, I stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. The Lord gave me two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God. On them were all the commandments the Lord proclaimed to you on the mountain out of the fire on the day of the assembly. At the end of the forty days and forty nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord told me, Go down from here at once, because your people whom you've brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. They have turned away quickly from what I commanded them and have made an idol for themselves. And the Lord said to me, I have seen this people, and they are a stiff-necked people indeed. Let me alone so that I may destroy them and blot out their name from under heaven, and I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they. So I turned and went down from the mountain while it was ablaze with fire, and the two tablets of the covenant were in my hands. When I looked, I saw that you had sinned against the Lord your God. You had made for yourselves an idol, cast in the shape of a calf. You had turned aside quickly from the way that the Lord had commanded you. So I took the two tablets and threw them out of my hands, breaking them into pieces before your eyes. Then once again, I fell prostrate before the Lord for forty days and forty nights. I ate no bread and drank no water because of all the sin you had committed, doing what was evil in the Lord's sight, and so arousing his anger. I feared the anger and wrath of the Lord, for he was angry enough with you to destroy you. But again, the Lord listened to me, and the Lord was angry enough with Aaron to destroy him. But at that time I prayed for Aaron too. 
Also, I took that sinful thing of yours, the calf you had made, and burned it in the fire. Then I crushed it and ground it to powder as fine as dust and threw the dust into a stream that flowed down the mountain. You also made the Lord angry at Teborah, at Massa, at Kibroth Hadavah. And when the Lord sent you out from Kadesh Barnea, he said, Go up and take possession of the land I have given you. But you rebelled against the command of the Lord your God. You did not trust him or obey him. You have been rebellious against the Lord ever since I have known you. I lay prostrate before the Lord those forty days and forty nights, because the Lord had said he would destroy you. I prayed to the Lord and said, Sovereign Lord, do not destroy your people, your own inheritance, that you redeemed by your great power and brought out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Overlook the stubbornness of this people, their wickedness and their sin. Otherwise, the country from which you brought us will say, because the Lord was not able to take them into the land he had promised them, and because he hated them, he brought them out to put them to death in the wilderness. But they are your people, your inheritance that you brought out by your great power and your outstretched arm. So the Lord gives kind of a continuing speech, maybe like a locker room speech to inspire them, to remind them in this chapter. And so he begins with, why did the Lord bring you into the land of of Israel? Or why did the Lord give you the promises of the promised land? And so in verse four, it says, after the Lord has driven out the inhabitants, do not say to yourself, the Lord has brought me here to take possession of this land because of any of my righteousness. And so they're not to think that it's because of their own goodness God is doing this. He goes on and says, No, it's on account of the wickedness of these nations that the Lord your God is going to drive them out from before you. And so this is uh, why they were disqualified from staying there, apparently, was because they were wicked nations. The Lord continues in verse 5. He says, It's not because of your righteousness or your integrity that you're going in to take possession of their land. But on account of the wickedness of these nations, the Lord your God will drive them out from before you to accomplish what he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so the wickedness of the nations is mentioned and the promises to the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Again, the Lord says in verse 6, Understand then, it's not because of your righteousness that the Lord your God is giving you this good land, for you are a stiff-necked people. So it's kind of a backhanded um, uh, rebuke. He tells them they're getting the land because the people that are currently occupying the land are very wicked. They've defaulted, and the Jews are going to receive the land because of the default of the previous inhabitants of the land, but also because of the promise made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So none of those living were um, beneficiaries of their own righteousness or in some ways even their own prayers or the promises God had made to them, but they're beneficiaries of the promises God had made to the patriarchs. Moses mentions two fasts in this chapter. Uh, The first one he mentions in verse 9, he says, I stayed on the mountain 40 days and 40 nights. I ate no bread and drank no water. Let me just comment on that for a second. And so 40 days and 40 nights indicates continuous fasting. There was no respite from it. 
and he ate no bread and drank no water. Now, friends, we know that physically, no one in the natural can go beyond about three days without water. Your body won't stand it. Your organs will begin to shut down and so forth. And so uh, this was a supernaturally empowered fast in that he was able to not only eat, but to drink no water. Normally, a long fast involves a lot of water drinking. But in this case, no food and no water. But don't miss the fact he said 40 days and 40 nights. Now, to most Jewish scholars, this means that he was awake without sleep 40 days and 40 nights. So this is a total fast. No rest, no food, no water. 40 days and 40 nights. And I don't recommend that you try that unless the Lord empowers you, divinely enables you, really, to be able to do this, because it could cost you your life to try to do this by natural means. But in this case, the Lord had a plan, and and following that first fast, verse 10, the Lord gave Moses two stone tablets inscribed by the finger of God, and on them were the commandments that the Lord had proclaimed to the children of Israel in Exodus 19 and following. Verse 11, at the end of the 40 days and 40 nights, the Lord gave me the two stone tablets, the tablets of the covenant. Then the Lord told me, go down from here at once, because your people who you brought out of Egypt have become corrupt. And so what had happened is they had made the golden calf idol and sinned against the Lord. And Moses hadn't seen the idols yet, but the Lord was telling him what was going on. And the Lord said to him in verse 13, I have seen this people and they are stiff necked. Let me alone so that I may destroy them and blot out their names from under heaven, and I will make you into a nation stronger and more numerous than they are. Now, that may have sounded to you like hyperbole, but remember the nation of Israel came from one man, Abraham. Abraham was an individual. Israel came from an individual. The patriarchs, Isaac and Jacob, came from Abraham. And so all Jews were contained within the man Abraham, and the Lord was saying to Moses, all can be contained within you, and we'll start over with you. So I don't believe this was an idle offer that was extended to Moses, because the Lord loved Moses as he had loved Abraham. But Moses had a different spirit than some. He didn't say, yeah, I'll take that, go ahead and kill them all. He interceded for them. And so um, he came down from the mountain, and he was upset. He broke the two tablets, but in verse 18, once again, he went up the mountain, fell prostrate before the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights, ate no bread and drank no water because of all the sin the people had committed. So he went into a second 40-day fast immediately. I assume that he may have had some food and water between the two fasts, but we don't know. But altogether, two 40-day fasts, no sleep, no food, no water. And so this is an amazing account. It's beyond the abilities that any humans have. But in the presence of the Lord, he was able to exceed that. The second fast was because the Lord was angry enough to destroy the Jews. And so the Lord uh, had extended an offer to Moses. And Moses says, no, I'm going to intercede for these people, Lord. Don't destroy them. So he prayed for them. And he prayed for Aaron, too. And perhaps he prayed for us. We don't know, but... We know that Jesus lives forever to make intercession. So, Lord, we see this position of Moses' intercessors. We see him desiring more for the forgiveness of others than for advancement for himself. Lord, you offered him an extension of the covenant that was far beyond anything he could have imagined. 
you offered to make the entire nation of Israel out of him. In other words, no one but his family, no one but his direct descendants would have been your people. But of the spirit that he was, he interceded for those that had sinned against you. And he said, Lord, forgive them, have mercy on them. Lord, we too intercede for those that we see around us that are out of your will. Have mercy on them, Lord. Don't destroy them and give us their inheritance, but redeem them and give them an inheritance for themselves because you're good. You're a good God. You're a loving God. You're a forgiving God. Have mercy, Lord. We love you and we thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.